Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Evening, everyone. Um, trust you had a good week so far. Um, as you were coming in, Rochelle, um, I think, gave you a copy of that um, chart. And um, I just would like to sp spend a few minutes just maybe going through um, what the chart is about. But before that, just a couple of caveats, notes that we need to 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 pay attention to. Um, as what Greg said, I, um, we had an awesome chat with Greg because we have one-to-ones in a big back. We've been thinking about some of the stuff that we've been hearing um, shared from the front and looking at our own journey, uh, my own individual personal journey as well and the journey that we're going as a whole. And slowly by slowly, you can't help but notice a, a, a sort of a pattern that come up. And, and then being someone that's like an IT person who, who loves to crunch numbers and try to find relationship and figures and, 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 and stuff. So I just initially felt like putting things together and, and that is what comes up. But as I said, um, that is just one of the many ways I think God is speaking, can speak through us. And one of the caveats is um, the chart is not the end goal. The end goal is actually him and the process that is behind the chart. He is the source of everything and he's infinitely bigger than anything that man can even construct. And, and, and that's one thing that we need to, to bear in mind as, as, even as we hear stuff and even as God reveals stuff, those things are not just the end. There, we have to try to look beyond those things to see him, to see the wider picture. Um, God is as I said, he's infinitely big and he's awesome and there's, um, he cannot be put in a box. And time and again, God would show through the scriptures that he will do things that is out of the box. And, and it, even as we realize that the box itself, although to, uh, up to a certain point in, in our life, we can use that to understand him, but eventually it becomes a, um, a hindrance of sorts. And so we have to be always in a state of, oh, in a state of anticipation that he can actually, while he is not limited to using simple things to show pictures of himself, but God is always beyond the pictures and he can use that. And if you look, if you look at like, you know, a person takes his pictures, uh, photographs and ultrasound images and infrared images, they're all different, but they're all point to the same person. And that's something that we would like to put in our hearts as we look at that. Um, the other thing is that is a work in progress, and there are things it's you could free to add and you're free to take away anything from that and um, and as we move forward, I think God will continue to show us more of himself in various ways, and in fact, that could be obsolete by tomorrow <laughs> and, it, and uh, knowing him, but at least it starts so just use it as a springboard for discussion, use it as a springboard. In, 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 in your time with him and in, in if there are things that you're not sure of, just have a chat with you know the people the person beside you um, go back because there's nothing in there that's new. everything has been spoken of everything you know it's part of the journey it's part of the thing that God wants us to do so having said that um, um, I'd like us to go through the the, the graph and it's actually you could actually begin anywhere from any point in that picture, but what I wanted to start was you know if you look at the graph you have, you know it starts from revelation it proceeds to the process of receiving the truth that is revealed and it 
comes out, the truth that is revealed in you gets manifested as the wisdom of God in the world. But everything starts from him and everything ends with him. So he is, if you look at it, he is truth, he is life, he is everything that there is. He is also the author and finisher of our faith. He is also our righteousness that is at the end. So there's nothing there of man and nothing at all. Um, it's his timeline, it's his agenda, it is, it's his pace. And the only contribution of man would just be the middle part, which is to submit and to come under you know, the truth that is being revealed. Um, it's so quick for man to get a, a picture as that. Oh, it's a flow chart, and therefore, what can I do to add or enhance it? What can I? What processes do I have to put in place to get this ball running? But in fact, you know, man's involvement in any of this would just end in disaster. And time and again, that has been the, I think, what God has been revealing throughout the Scripture. Um, and, and so it all starts in the beginning when God comes and he calls you. He is the one who initiates. Man doesn't choose him. He, he chooses us. And we call, when he comes and calls you, you have to respond. And as you respond, you get to know him. And as you get to know him, you go into that relationship of knowing him. And that's the first place, that the, that's the first part here, is he shows you you know, the word that you've heard now becomes part of you. And once you hear the truth, you have to make a decision whether you accept it or not. And then once you accept the truth, the truth is buried in your heart. It starts to produce fruit. And you get convinced and convicted and so on. And so you go into that whole journey. It doesn't end. It keeps on growing and growing and growing. The more you know him, the more he starts to reveal the truth of himself the more he starts to reveal his plans, the more you start to see things in a whole new light. And, and basically, that's, that's what is happening. Revelation starts to come in from him, and you start to eat him. It starts to partake of him. And if you look at you know, the food that we eat, it becomes a part of us. You know, the, the chicken today, the chicken gets digested. Part of the chicken gets built up. It becomes part of you. And so that's how revelation is. It starts from hearing the word. It becomes inside of you. It becomes part of you. It's not just stays in your mind. Revelation, eventually, the truth eventually becomes part of your everyday decision. Um, when you hear, just think about gravity, for example, you come to understand that everything falls to the ground. When you accept that truth, then when there's a decision that asks you to jump the building, that truth of gravity will inform your decision. That you will say that it's not the right thing to do. And that's how, you know, as you know God, that becomes, the truth becomes, it builds in, in the view and it becomes part of you. And so as you partake of the divine nature, the, the, the self, the divine person that came alive as the breath of God came to, to you on that particular day when you responded, you know, the, the person starts to grow and, and becomes different. So change occurs as the mind is renewed. And as the mind is renewed and as you go through the whole process of being confronted with the truth and accepting it. You know, God is infinite, and there is infinite truth in you, in him. And would it be safe to say that because there's infinite truth in him, you, are not, you can't be 100% true all the time, right? You would be lucky to be 99, uh, 1.0001% uh, correct. So if, if, if 
if that's the case, um, it could be a very humbling experience to come before the Lord each time, because each time you'll be found to be at fault. But, you know, each time you'll be, because if it's all truth, then, you know, you will always find that you'll be in the, at, 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 in the not in compliance with the truth. But why would you still continue to proceed and see him and continue to be confronted with the truth? It's because you would like to be like him. And the more you come to see him, the more you realize that, you know, you're not aligned with him when you try to change, and you try to change, you try to be him. Um, and that's what we call the wrestling process. You know, the wrestling process is a process where the end will still be him winning all the time. And God is not, this is not an ego trip of God, you know. I'm an ego trip. I would like to, you know, uh, make sure that you fail all the time. That's not. His goal is to actually transform us. And, 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 and thinking about Lily and whistling with Greg, Greg will always win. Even an adult person would not try to wrestle with Greg. So, but, but why does Lily still love to whistle? Because she knows Greg. She knows his heart. She will not just whistle with any other person, you know. If, I, if Kirk will come or I come, she doesn't know me, and say, let's whistle, she will not do that because she doesn't know. So I think the key to being, coming to God and being, you know, confronted with the truth is knowing him, knowing his heart. And as you know his heart, you know, that, that becomes a very, not just a, it's not going to be a painful process. It's a process that you really enjoy doing. So as you go through whole this process of intimacy, knowing him and loving him, you start to fill up with faith, revelation, and you start to fill up with faith. And, and, and before you know it, um, you will be doing things, assessing things, prioritizing, prioritizing things according to the truth that is in you. It's not something that you have to force yourself to do. It just comes out naturally. Um, just as, you know, if, if someone says so-and-so is on the way, and you know so-and-so, husband and wives are in so much in love with each other and they just got married, that would not shock you, would right? If you know, if you know this, this couple are in love and they have just got married, and then after a few months they say, this lady is on the way, that would not come as a surprise because it's a natural, spontaneous process of love between couples. And there are things that couples do, just within couples do. And, and, and that's, that's part of the whole, you know, uh, conception, you know, getting pregnant with things. And those all things are done in the secret place. But at the end of it, children are born and they become visible, the relationship that is, exists. And so as children are born, people don't go into relationship because of children. First and foremost is because they're in love. The children are just icing on the cake. And when the children are born, the children will have the characteristics of both their father and their mother, and they would look alike in certain areas. And so if we look at the life that we live in the visible, the work that we do, who is the father? You know, it will always reflect what is inside in the secret place will always come out. So if you look at it, the secret place is validated by the fruit. The fruit is also validated by the secret place. And they are 
one in, in the same. So if, if, if you see, um, and there's no circumventing the process. So if you have a wrong input in computers, gigo is garbage in, garbage out. So if it's the wrong input, you have a wrong output. No matter how you change the input, if it's wrong, you always have the wrong output. If the wrong, the process is wrong, the output is also wrong. And um, so um, if you look at how this, it, it always flows in that way. It starts from the secret place. And that is the most important part. And I think the, a part that many people um, struggle with. But I think that's the most important because it's, it starts from there. And, and it's, it's being sustained by there. So the whole abiding process of God is in that secret place. Abiding not just sitting down receiving from him, but even it's more the clinging part, refusal to go out, refusal to leave. So even when things become more difficult, in the words, you, it's harder to understand. Jesus will turn around. Are you leaving? No, we won't leave because you know, we will stay no matter how hard or difficult it's the clinging part of it. So from there comes the wisdom of God, the fruit of the Spirit, and these are the good works um, and the gifts and everything else, and these are things that are visible. And this is the basis for which um, we will be evaluated when we see him in the white throne, judgment. Um, people will try to go the other way around. So you'll have people trying to do a lot of good works, thinking that in the process of doing a lot of good works, they will have a revelation of who God is. Or they will try to bypass the process, and they will go, and hopefully, by not accepting the truth, they will still know who God is. And I've been trying to think of a good example, but I think the best, the closest example that is the one that I've heard. They said you don't get pregnant holding hands. You don't get pregnant declaring that you're pregnant. You don't get pregnant desiring that you're pregnant or confessing that you're pregnant. You don't get pregnant reading books about pregnancy or earning a PhD in obstetrics and gynecology. You, cannot, you don't get pregnant, you know, um, dressing up in pregnant clothes and eating pregnant food. Or, it's, it's, it's funny, but you don't get pregnant, you know, doing all those things. You get pregnant by being in love with someone. And in that secret place, that's where, you know, um, the ground gets... That's a, I think there's a verse in Hosea. It says, God rains down the seeds of righteousness. And then you have to plow the ground, make it ready for the seeds to come. And as the seed grows, it bears righteous acts. And, 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 and that's how things are um, with with God. Um, so, the value of the secret place cannot be you know, understated. And, and it's easy to see as, as, as you obey him and you see his work being implemented and you see lots of good things happening. Sometimes in the journey, people would substitute the work of God for God himself, for the presence. And, 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 and that should not be the case as well. His work, no matter how great and awesome, will never replace the, the presence of you know, the time with him. And, 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 and um, 
I think that's for me, that's the most important part. When you are with him, oftentimes you will not even think about, you know, um, the work side. Just being with him is enough. But you know that when he hides you, he feeds you with manna, he feeds you with stuff, there will come a time when he will expose you. He will put you in the battleground. And when he does that, he knows that you're ready because you have already done the work that you need to do, that he has done in you. And then once you're in battleground for a while, he will call you back and bring you back in. And so that's, that's, that's actually the Christian life is just a life of moving into these two modes, the active life and the contemplative life, back to the active life and contemplative life, and that's how we go and that's how we grow. So when you are in the desert, don't think of it as a desert because it's not about the location. It's about who you're with. It's about who you're with, and that's the most important. So with that, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs>